This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. We- and then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. And so when I started in radio, I was really fortunate enough to have a lot of supportive people. If I haven't had a chance, thank you. I really meant to, and I'm yeah. going to, and I see you next time. Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your hosts, comedian and radio personality, Maggie Mayfield, and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tune Shuffle. This is a show, you guys. Hi. It's my favorite show. It's called Y-Tune Shuffle. My name is Maggie Mayfield, your host. Sitting next to me, David Earl Waterman, a.k.a. Hollywood's secret weapon. Hello, y'all. <laughs> and then our very special guest today, Cassie Dang. Hi. I'm not even sure how to correctly tag all the things that you yeah, do I don't because know you either. do a lot you're so a much. lawyer you are an agent you are a producer manager manager yeah. um not agent <laughs> that was a big decision for me what's the difference okay so they overlap that's why it's hard to know the difference they do both of them do secure jobs in a way uh to me i think a manager can play different roles there are managers who do mainly just booking stuff and there are managers who i believe give a lot of counseling and advising and like that's kind of the role that I take. Mm-hmm. I'm more of like a um, next steps planner or like maybe helping, depending on what the client needs. Like my clients, I have some who just need the guidance or need to be kept on track. So I'll just stay, you know, make, you know, we'll have our calendar, you know, shared and keep on top of certain things. Other people are more task heavy where I can just say it like we can do it task like project by project. Yeah. Some clients, quote unquote, I, I say are clients, but they're not actually clients because I work with them per project. So it's like I would be a producer of their project, but I don't necessarily act as their manager because they don't really need it. If, like, those are mainly for the writing clients. Okay. Um, so mostly I manage comedians, mm-hmm. which is so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun, but it's also... You have to be acquainted with the odd circumstances that come with comedy. Being late at night, mm-hmm. um, being filled with crazy individuals who have major insecurity and depression issues. At the mm-hmm. same time, want to be funny and laughed at. You know, and mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting. But they're also you know they're also normals, normal people in it. But I think that I I didn't actually want to work in comedy. I wanted to work with talent, like actors, singers, uh-huh. okay. actors. Hey, comedians are talent also. Right. That's okay. why. That's like, why hey. that, They're versatile. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's why it actually ended up well because, working out because comedians are actors and writers. I had a background a little bit in uh, TV lit. So that's with writers mm-hmm. and directors. And so since comedians are actors and writers and a, a bunch of other things, I thought that that would be a good way for me to start my solo career in entertainment. So cool. Crazy, but you right? never wanted to be like in front of the camera or on the stage. And I did. I did. I wanted to be on Broadway until, I don't know, until I graduated college, I think. Where'd you go to school? I graduated from UC Riverside. I started at a Christian school mm. in Riverside. Wow. Sierra is Seventh-day Adventist. Very I don't small. think I knew any of this. Cassie and I went to high school together mm-hmm. and uh, finished at Irvine High School in Orange County. So it's a we trip. Did. There's like so many years. Right. We're older. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of shit has been done. So I didn't know, I had no idea you wanted to be on Broadway. Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I wanted, I mean, that, I was in, we, we knew each other from, from all the productions and drama, drama and, and choir, choir, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was like my thing since I could talk. Before I could talk, I could probably sing. That's crazy. Yeah. My mom is a singer in Vietnamese language. Wow. Yeah. She has a couple CDs out. Really? Wow. <laughs> 
No kidding. Yeah, some Vietnamese CDs. She's a total ham. Um, <laughs> I'm just like her. Did you guys sing together? Yeah, we. Uh, I actually almost added that to my list. Oh, that would. Have been I wanted cool. to, but um, we we. She usually makes me sing. Um, it's now or never. Uh huh. Um, at weddings, Aww. with her, and I'll do a harmony because uh-huh. I, I I grew up just singing. So I actually by default when I'm singing like on the in the car or whatnot, I'm I sing the harmony mm-hmm. in the backup. Wasn't Madame Butterfly like a Vietnamese? based musical isn't madam butterfly i don't know yeah i think so i don't know about that yeah, yeah. i can check it out i've actually I, never I, I, been I, to vietnam i've been close i've been to bangkok thailand Ooh, yeah cool i used to work there i want to go to thailand <sighs> and singapore you love it. i've never you been to asia it. you gotta go it's i'm asian guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm clearly asian, asian descent i'm very asian what's what so your did your mom come over from vietnam my whole family that my my entire family i was the only one in my immediate family born in the, States. In the 60s and 70s 80s. In the 80s. Well, no, no, I was born in the 80s. Yeah. They came over in the 70s. So they came over about 74, I mean. During the American War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there were four, my four siblings were all under six, six and under. Wow. And they all lived, I think, in a dorm room in Loma Linda when my dad was getting his American license because he was, he was a, a doctor in the army wow. in Vietnam. So then. AKA got to get out of Dodge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. AKA he actually had. A ride. So it's crazy. My parents are crazy. My He was able to secure most of my family. My mom has 12, is one of 12 kids. And my dad is one of, I think, eight kids. And he was able to secure the whole family. Plus, I think my mom, she may exaggerate sometimes, but she said that she took 10 kids who were not her own with them to help reunite them with their families. Because they had, they were earlier, mm-hmm. you know, with more secure yeah. travel um, on a boat. But they had more money and he was in the army, so they knew was he going to get killed info. if he did, if he left? I mean, probably. Yeah, most yeah, likely. He was on a hit list, right? I mean, sure. Yeah, they left early enough. He didn't tell you. He didn't. No, my dad is. My dad is. I call him nonverbal. Oh, <laughs> he is a man of. He is a man of very few words, and yeah. he 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 never speaks in Vietnamese to me. No, he really? only when he's really mad. Mm-mm. Like he's done this twice, maybe in my entire life, has been mad enough to, to speak Vietnamese to me. But he'll usually speak English to me. Can you speak Vietnamese? Mm-hmm. I can understand more. Oh, yeah, a lot more. Yeah, but you know, apparently I have a, a weird American accent. I don't know. I, I literally have You'll only learned what go. my mom. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And you have six brothers and sisters. I have. I have four. Oh, four. Okay. Yeah. So oh, I have. They were under the age of six. Right, under okay. the age. And then they, ten years after they arrived here, I was born. Like nine years after I was born. Wow. And so that was right when they started. Their my dad's practice started doing okay, and they were able to move to a house for the. the just their family was able yeah. to move into one house in Anaheim Hills. Uh-huh. And so then I was born. And so, I, you know, my siblings tell me, you don't know what it was like. We're all, uh-huh. we lived with like four other families in this little tiny house in LA and, you know, or lived in the dorm room with dad. And it's, you know, if they can remember, but yeah, yeah, it's totally, totally different experiences. That's p- part of my list is because of the crazy oh, cool. family dynamics. Cool. That, yeah. Oh yeah. The family dynamics, have, I think, affect people m- much more than they think. I think yeah. more so than age difference or gender. Oh, yeah. I think family dynamics make a play a big part in people's yeah. personalities. Should we just go right into it then? If you want to. All right. Let's, song number one. For a long time. It's like an old friend. But you know, I think it, it's only recently that I discovered what it's really about. What's it really about? I still don't know. <laughs> so this was um, my first stage performance. Where? Eighth grade. From in Orange, California. 
Is this from no, the this play? is not actually me. No, this is Bette from Midler. From, yeah, it's from Beaches. Beaches, okay. Mm-hmm. I was. I really wanted to be in Ron Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Is that too late? I had no idea. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I couldn't be a starving artist. I really had to make the decision. Yeah. When I was in college. So I went to law school instead. Wow. <laughs> I went to a performing arts conservatory for musical theater. You did? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love it. I love it. I'm, in LA, a ton of people have done theater, and I love it. Where did you see Beaches for the first time? When did I see it for the yeah. first time? Or get exposed to it? <clears throat> oh, I, before I can remember. I've this seen is like it. like a, a staple mm-hmm. in your music. Yeah. I have older siblings. Okay, so it got passed down. That liked musicals. Yeah. Wow. Not as much as me. Her voice. What's the character that's singing? Of... This in, in Beaches. In Beaches? This, yeah. So, okay, so this is not the version that they do in Beaches. In Beaches, it's the ch- it's the scene when they're kids. Oh, Remember okay. Blossom plays Bette Midler? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so the scene is the kids meet. Okay, so this is the production that I was in. It was a, an, a display of American values through a series of different scenes and, and musical performances. Mm-hmm. So my teacher at the time in eighth grade, this was our big musical production for eighth grade at the end of you know, junior high. Like a high. musical review. Kind and it of. was like kind yeah. of a review. Um, but it also had like dance stuff. Um, so I auditioned. I almost put Hero from Mariah Carey on this list because <gasps> that was my first audition when I auditioned for, for this production. And I, it was my first audition. I was so nervous. I literally can still remember how nervous it felt. That that time I sang Hero uh-huh. um, and then I cried. I, like I, I got off stage. I just I, I ended and I just walked out like oh walked. I, I think I was dating like dating in eighth grade, which is means nothing, which means like you held hands a couple times. Yeah. But I think I went to like sat next to him and just just cried and just cried and cried and cried. And then later on, I found out that I did well because <laughs> I got the lead. I got this solo. So this this performance is the ballad. They had me sing the ballad. Wow. But in the movie the kids the little mm-hmm. Mimi the younger versions um, plays or she she does the fast version so it's like you gotta laugh a little cry a little and then we had, instead of like hand walking we had like a tap dancing chick yeah. but yeah I was so scared but then once I got on stage I think I sang the first the first verse I think was a little bit like timid and mm-hmm. quiet because I remember people had told me that they said you know and I thought, okay. And then I got really comfortable and I totally just belted it. The wow. rest of the song. Yeah, it went really well. I don't think I have myself on video. That would be interesting. That would be great. I would have to check like all my dad's old tapes. I bet it is there probably. Did probably. they come and see the show? Yeah, everybody of course. was there. Yeah. They came and like videotaped you and stuff? I don't know if they videotaped me. Did like, they come to all your performance, like even throughout high school? <laughs> no, God okay. no. My parents did not. Mine neither. Yeah, no. I didn't even tell them about them. I was so jealous of all those kids that had their family come. And my I my boy my high school sweetheart, his family came to see me. I think Who our was senior. It? You remember Jeff West? No. He was like a skater boy. He was a year older than us. But his whole entire family came to see me. I think when we were we did um a Midsummer Night's Dream, I think Love it was. Because oh, cool. I was like head fairy number yeah. one, you know? <laughs> That one. Yeah, I was That's like so the head funny. fairy that like yeah, I totally yeah, remember. I remember. Yeah, that was so fun. Hippolyta. That's yeah. so great. Awesome. <laughs> this is so great. Wow. Hilarious. That's but yeah, so, so um but yeah, that was my first vocal performance on stage in front of people. Wow. <laughs> it was it was scary because I, I didn't know 
I didn't. So what the thing was, you'd have to audition, and then they would put give you spots. You, know, mm-hmm. you couldn't really audition for like particular mm-hmm. roles because we didn't know what the roles were. And so when she, I this, this came out that I was going to be cast as um, in Beaches, I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm gonna do a song and dance. It'll be fun, you know. I'm, and then I find out that it's going to be this total sad like tearjerker ba- ballad. Aww. I'm like, oh god. No. Uh, <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, I have to just reach <laughs> deep and be able to see. I mean, you know, I was to I was tiny. I was like not even. 100 pounds i was tiny like i was was seriously like maybe you were 12 yeah (laughs) i was like i was like like 13 yeah Yeah. maybe 13 but it was fun it was fun that's amazing and so that was your first that was my first performance do you have a favorite like what was your favorite musical to be in or show Um, i mean that one was cool because it was i did lots of different Mm -hmm. productions because we did hair we did oh nice yeah we did little shop of horrors and i was like the main singer. I got the, mostly the lead in that one. And then I think we did Grease. I wasn't in that one. I was very upset. Um, <laughs> we did a bunch of fun. It's weird that we did hair. Isn't that weird? Like for a kid's yeah, a production. Bit. But we just did a dance sequence. Oh, okay. We didn't actually do any of the... <laughs> West Side Story? That's my favorite all-time musical. Uh, really? Is it? Uh, all-time. That's what My dad played Lieutenant Shrank in the high school production in 1970. Maybe it's sixty nine, seventy, and I remember my grandparents took me to see it, and I saw my dad up there in the jets and the sharks, and the yeah. th- and I'm like, this is where I can be a tough guy. Yeah. In real life, <laughs> I can't, but on stage oh, dancing, yeah. at West Side yeah. Story, hands down, that's Love what West got Side me in Story. show business. What's your sure. favorite song? Um, you know, it's evolved. Um, I had a love, but it's all that I coming <laughs> right or wrong. It's Maria singing uh-huh, to uh-huh, Tony as uh-huh. he's dying. That's my favorite now, that's but, so it, but sad. it used to be cool. That's you know, like I'm, so sad. That's the saddest part of the whole movie. I yeah, know. I'm 53. So <laughs> that's why I'm at the stage of life I'm in. You know, it's like it's, it's, oh, it's over. <laughs> but no, that, is I that was, your, is that cool. your all time favorite music? Cool was my all time favorite. Oh, I, yeah, hands I down. See. Yeah, it's, that's that. Cool is definitely my favorite. You know that one? No, I'm not familiar. <clears throat> well, it's you want to live in this lousy world? <laughs> yeah. Play it cool. <laughs> I want to bust. Bust cool. I want to go. Go cool, boy. I'm not going to do the whole thing. Oh, yeah, nice. you should have. Oh man, I I know it all. I used to do the entire play for my friends all the way through high school, <laughs> drunk and high. Do West Side Story. Oh my god. And I do the I do a one man West Side Story I, I love all the it way so through. Much. Yeah, yeah. I love so that. Great. I could probably do that for a couple of things. And my, I could probably do Forrest Gump. And my yeah. one of my biggest resentments, as much as I'm a West Side Story fanatic, which many people are, but Dave Cross married Amber Tamblyn. Right. Wow. And Amber Tamblyn and Dave Cross was a roommate of mine. Oh, okay. And I was in a show. And Mr. I was I wrote for a, a thing for Mr. Show and I'm name yeah. dropping now. No, that's, that's why I, that's, I love it. That's why. Yeah. I hey, bring it. Yeah, yeah, and, bring yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so like it. to know that that Cross and and Russ Tamblin are hanging out. I'm kind of like, <laughs> some guys have all the luck. Yeah, but uh, good for are him. They you married. Know? They're married now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're out here living. He's working on a thing out here. So they're. I think I saw something that David was working. I on. haven't spoken to him directly for almost a decade, but we <laughs> we were in a show for five years together and roommates for two. That's great. Good old slappy Cross. Slappy. Anyway, that's that. Back to the show. Back to the show. Oh my! Um, my favorite musical is Into the Woods. Nice. Mm. But most people ha- didn't know about it until the movie came out. That's right. Yeah. And I I worked at CAA. I worked at a, I used to work at CAA. And um when the can movie came tell, out Can you say what that is for Oh, Creative Artist Agency. It's 
the largest we talent just have agency a global audience that wouldn't know I'm what sorry. that means outside C-A-A. of LA. <laughs> it's, I don't even know. Am I, Big I don't movie stars go it. there. Yeah. 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 So they had a screening there of Into the Woods, and I was, <laughs> they were setting up for the screening in the daytime, and I think I was walking around getting coffee or whatever in the hallways, and I was, I got caught taking pictures of all this, like the, yeah. the punch outs, like the, the big, boards of all the characters. I was taking pictures of all of them because I love them so much. And oh. I was just like, oh my God, I'm into the woods. Oh my God. So I got to go. And it was so cool. Um, really cool. I saw Into the Woods, I think, three times before it came out because <laughs> mm. I was obsessed. But um, that was my first, I think in seventh grade, I went to see that at like Cal State Fullerton or something like that. So, so cool. And I always knew that I, was, I wanted to be in musicals. So I was, was obsessed with like Julie Andrews when I was younger. Oh. Although, Bernadette Peters is my absolute favorite. Ah, oh. oh, Bernadette Peters, yeah. But I think my favorite musical, it's, I don't even know if it's a stage production yet, but Singing in the Rain. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, my God. It is like so a dream good. of mine. When I went to New York, I learned how to tap dance, and I was like, that's it. I'm going to be <laughs> Singing oh in the Rain. Yeah, yeah. It's like st- still on the bucket list, if that ever comes up. Tune Squad, I putting that out it. there. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. That would be so great. Mm-hmm. Um, my roommate I had, can't stand them. <laughs> my roommate had the poster, Singing in the Rain poster, up so in, our, in our apartment when we were in college. Nice. So we would say, good morning, good morning. God it's love great. you guys. I'm like, I thought you would be totally rent and beyond that. But these are the classics. These are the great songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, rent for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Oh, but, my God. In know. high school. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> in high school, rent would no, be played nonstop. And now like, Hamilton. Nora and April that would repeat. Right. On repeat the entire and then, album. And then, and then there was like the Andrews and Thank Misha. You. I saw Stoyanov recently, like a couple what? years ago. T- Tamara and the whole drama club. I Tamara's saw. doing really yeah. well. We hung out when I first moved out here. Like That's your film right there, you guys. You got to write Drama Club Reunion. It's your right? big chill. I know. It's your big, totally. Can you imagine that? With all of the success that those kinds of shows have had. Like yeah. what was that long running TV show, uh, Glee? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drama yeah, Club one, Reunion. I think I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know Love if I'd Glee. want to. Do that. Well, fictionalize like a rea- it. Yeah, I think fictionalized. Like, like enough on Facebook. Like just the enough. conversation. You know I, mean? <laughs> I mean, you'd have to write your own. Yeah. Do, do a you one could do sheet. That. That'd be fun. Yeah. Do a one sheet. It basically it would be like Glee the reunion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be then, so yeah. funny. Yeah. That's so okay. I'll tell you. What that's me. All right, let's go. Song number two. Okay. Two. ever heard this and not clapped you know everyone claps. communists i guess not even <laughs> I bet you're even communists if you like oh i like this <laughs> my gem god we had so many arguments over this song who did my friends and i why big hands i know yeah, you're the one big hands i know you're the one is it big hands it's big hands it has to be it is so what year is this what year is this song Oh, I thought it would just say. Um, yeah, I was a little young for Violent Femmes. <laughs> um, I was... This is, came out in 1983. 83? Yeah. yeah. 83. That's yeah. when I was born. That's when I was born as well. Yeah. I, I just Actually, I just turned 34 on Wednesday. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I graduated high school in 83. Oh. Look at my daughters. I'm so proud. <laughs> you had kids, right? You had a couple daughters at 18. Prom I could have. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Prom babies. That's true, actually. A little young. <laughs> little young. Thank you. I just, yeah. I'm just saying you could have. Could have, but didn't. Biologically, you could have. That's right. 
as well. My, sis- my oldest sister is 16 years older, so she used to tell people used to just assume that I was hers, and she would just go with it. It was easier than her saying, "No, my sister is 16 years younger than me." Yeah. So she's like, oh, "That's too many questions." Yeah, she's cute. Thanks. <laughs> she usually just used me for Here, the carpool lane. Yeah. <laughs> Where the femmes take you? I used this to represent family dynamics more so than the others because this is a sample of what my siblings listen to. So each, it's funny, I have four siblings. Each of them listen to different stuff. And I was able to adapt and, and gain, become fans, I guess, of certain music that really um, spoke to me. So this is one of my brother's favorites. Can you go, can you go down from like oldest to youngest, like their names? names? Their name's Sally. Okay, it's so funny. There's, these are not their real names, obviously, but these are their American names, with the, which they've had since they've been in America. So Sally, Mary, Joe, Tina, and then I'm Cassandra. Nice. <laughs> they thought of. They actually came up with my name. So, uh. so Joe is the only boy. He's the middle child, mm-hmm. and um, he used to listen to this. Okay, the major songs that I remember my brother listening to were Roxanne. Mm. Oh wow! <laughs> this Hotel California. Uh, more than words. Mm. I remember he loved, uh-huh. he had this that more little tip. Words. Yeah. So um, and I love harmonies. So any songs that I felt were musical in my taste that he would also listen to, which is a lot for classical rock, you know. Yeah. Um, and of course they overlapped. Like my have a sister, my sister Tina. She's the one closest to me. She loved alternative stuff. So she was big Green Day. She was big like um, oh interesting. Um, Rage Against the Machine. Nirvana, she liked Nirvana. The, okay. Yeah, all that stuff. So they kind of overlapped. With like you know the classic rock and the alternative rock, so I would listen to K Rock uh, with her yeah. all the time. You know, I I remember one time not knowing who Jed the Fish was, but <gasps> drawing. I was like six, but I would I drew a picture of a fish on the whiteboard, and like I drew like a cartoon fish, and I put the name Jed next to it. And I, my sister goes, "Who's that?" I'm like, "This is Jed the Fish." You know? <laughs> and like I had no idea who it was, but I would <laughs> but I would listen to things and I'd right. you know just like. Jed the Fish is a clat like an iconic right. LA d- oh, radio yeah. DJ. I mean, yeah. I, I knew. I think he was programming that station for a while. Probably. Mm-hmm. Like now, I don't. I actually just recently started learning more about radio stuff. But back in the day, like all I knew was you know what like, what I was exposed how to. How can at I a call Loveline? How yeah. do I get into Kiss I, FM? I would never call Loveline, but I would call <laughs> for Ryan's Roses or some shit for, yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. Um, I remember thinking I would never say the curse words because I would only listen to this these, this music when I was with my siblings. So but my so my siblings are much older than me and in, in Asian culture we, you have to respect your elders. And so even to this day I still call my siblings G or An, which means big sister or big brother. So like when I talk to my sisters I'll be like hi G Sally, hi G Tina. Like even as an adult I still oh, do wow. that now. Yeah. So growing up it was like I can't say curse words cuz they're like my parents, you know? Uh-huh. And I remember about 12 years old ish I started saying the shit word like i would sing the lyrics and i'd be like shit like, oh, oh, they, they didn't say anything i can sing lyrics it's, it's okay for me to sing lyrics yeah. if it's a curse word and then i remember um i almost oh, another song from violent femmes that i love was like added up and i think it's um i think one of the lines is why can't i get one one more fuck or something and i was like never gonna say that in front of my brother uh-huh. i was like i can't say that no i can't but the shits i could say shit and i could say bitch <laughs> and i was down with saying that kind of stuff in front yeah. of them after a long time but i remember going like thinking back i go wow what a little pussy i was such a little you know like i was so uh-huh. and nobody said anything to you they were not no, like because oh. I'm, i did it in a respect like i would yeah, just do yeah. i did it as i got older i wasn't like screaming curse words as i was yeah. young you know and i would even sk- skip it just to be respectful i've always been the obedient baby sister that you were conscious of that conscious. act yeah yeah, yeah like, i remember I'm that now happened. saying a curse word right i remember thinking oh i can now do that 
And that's very common within the Asian culture. Mm -hmm. So most of the young Asian kids today. Right. Okay. And the oldest, Sally and Mary, listen to a lot of, um, like, the 80s, like Depeche Mode. Mm. And um, Mm. to me, 80s music feels depressing. I don't know. I don't know if it's, it might be the xylophones or, or really the, the wake me up before you go, go. That's depressing. Not all of them, but a lot of songs. I think I'm songs. turning Japanese. <laughs> Radio. I know. Um, I don't know. A lot of, I think a lot of the keys, I think more of like, um, I think a lot of Boy George stuff, like the soft okay. jams, like mm-hmm. the, the Cindy counterculture. Michael yeah. McDonald. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's some, I, but I, I still like it. You know, I still would listen like to it. I mean, Madonna's not. I was in the 80s, and some of it was good. Like, I think U2, Scritti Polity, um, mm-hmm. that that kind of stuff starting to come out. I forget but that U2 was in the 80s. Yeah, man. Oh my my God, high school graduation. I, I, I can't believe the news today. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Like, we had our class president mm-hmm. died at the swimming hole the what? night before our graduation. What? Oh, my God. He, he was swung out on this rope swing. It was. Uh, I grew up in Ithaca, New York, and uh, there was this place where we had swimming called Second Dam. And it was literally this huge dam, beautiful, wow. um, and people would go skinny dipping there from the college. It was really <gasps> like awakening. But yeah, he died, and I remember um, my my stepmother was an administrator, and she didn't like this guy because he was a radical. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And uh, I played that radical. song. You know, I can't believe oh. the news today, and I played that song Day, loud enough for, for her to hear. Yeah, crazy, huh? Yeah. Anyway, eighties music, blah blah blah. That's blah. like but a, Violent Femmes. That's not depressing. No, 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 no. I didn't even know that was eighty three. I thought it was more nineties. That's I what I did so too. Yeah. yeah, that's wow. Go figure. But I guess maybe they didn't get big for a while. They never actually really did get huge. But a lot of people How do. Can you not like head bob when that song comes on? I know or clap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't will... know anybody who can't clap. Well, let's move on. Song number three. Three. <laughs> I want to listen to this whole song. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I like R&B. I'm going to tell you a funny story about this song. <laughs> Good. There should be many. Yeah. At first we started out real cool. Uh. Taking me places I've never been. Like you want to just play body pop. Yeah. It's my first time. <laughs> you do it well. I like it. So, <laughs> I love this song so much. We'll wait for the chorus because I think you might recognize it. Okay, yeah, because I work with adolescents this whole period of time. You try for me. Yeah, I know I heard yeah, it. I, I know I heard say. it. So I, I worked in juvenile hall. This was like It's <laughs> nice. When I, I was it. living in New York, I lived with this girl, and it was a tiny room. I couldn't have been bigger than the studio that we're in. Uh-huh. And the guys down the hall would come in in the middle of the night with their boombox, and they would blast Destiny's Child, oh God, and they would it. do an entire routine yes. for Carly and I. Oh, <laughs> so fun. I love when guys do routines. I know. Like, you plan this. And then, they would, like, every week, they would come surprise us with, with the a new routine? Destiny's yeah, Child. It. Song. It was I great. love it so much. <laughs> uh, okay, so this song is... I think mostly it's the timing of it. I think it's okay. So let's go. 
let's get deep with with Cassie, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I was in up until sixth grade, I was very shy. I I was very um, I loved to perform, so I would do performances for people and my mm-hmm. family members and whoever. But I like on the day to day basis, I was pretty shy, and I didn't hadn't come out of my shell. And I think that it helped that I had moved. From sixth grade, I moved to San Antonio, Texas for like a summer. And I was supposed to stay there and live with my oldest sister, Sally, and her husband, Rob. And because they just had um, a baby boy, the the first in his generation for both sides. And um, so I flew out there to help take care of him so that my sister could work and whatnot. I'd be the nanny. I started school. I started seventh grade in San Antonio, and um, I don't remember the name or anything, but um, I remember everyone treating me so special because I was the California girl, and it'd be like, and I was in the volley, I was on the volleyball team, we were practicing volleyball, and everybody, you know, everybody was really nice to me. Um, this one boy who's, I'm pretty sure he had some type of um, spectrum thing that we were talking about earlier. Oh, like yeah, but sort, he yeah. did the same thing with the watch. He he gave me earrings i think that he had like shaven from stone into wow. and like yeah or like yeah he had given me jewelry this is like the first week i was there it was just like, it was crazy i was only there for maybe like a month maybe a month and a half at the most before my mom missed me it made me move back to california yeah. <laughs> so and and in texas i believe they start school earlier in the summer so i actually came back just in time to start school again here oh, so it's wow. not like i really <laughs> um Miss missed anything anything yeah. but when we moved so when I moved back here, my family had moved from San Juan Capistrano, which is where I was living for about six years in elementary school. They had moved to Orange. So I was actually the new kid again. So I had been the new kid a lot. and But being the new kid in Texas was very different for me because I was special. I was cool. I didn't have to act any certain way or be any, or like do anything cool. I was already cool because I was from California. Yeah. And I understood that that wasn't actual being cool. But the attention was was a little, um, it was fun. For the first time, I actually liked getting attention because I think in, in elementary school, I had my best friend always was the attention getter. So when I moved to Orange back from Texas, I thought, you know what? I don't have to be shy. People can just like me and I can just be cool, you know? <laughs> so I'm just going to be cool now. So then I actually, I remember I, I cut my hair in a cute little bob and I started going to the school and I just started acting as though how I felt instead of being shy or being worried about what people thought about me or being, being scared to be the new kid again. Like, cause I had already gone through this so many times. It's like, I can't be the new kid. You know, I can't be the shy little new kid trying to get used to things every time. So I just immediately came out of my shell when I started seventh That's grade. Interesting. There. So when I started seventh grade is also when I started, you know, smoking pot, <laughs> maybe drinking a little bit of alcohol, ditching class. You know, I, I, I became that person, but I never, not until I think I still did well. It was weird. I still always did well. It's I just always just kept up with. It. I think it was just easy for me. But um, I think around freshman sophomore. Okay, so uh, so after eighth grade, we moved again to Irvine, and that was pretty rough for me because that was the first. Because Orange was the first time I had felt popular on my own accord, and like like yeah. I had laid down some groundwork. And then all of a sudden, halfway through my freshman year of high school, we moved to Irvine, which is not that far, but, but it was, I was the new kid again. Yeah. So then, not until sophomore year, I had like. Yeah, it took me about a semester to like warm up and become that confident girl again. Mm-hmm. And I was intent on making, 
having a strong personality mm-hmm. and and being myself as as long as I was comfortable. So this song, this Bills 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 song, was like not the lyrics of the you know I'm an independent woman, which is really silly because Destiny Child has conflicting songs. It's yeah. like I'm an independent woman, but oh my god, please don't leave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's not about the lyrics. It's Destiny's Child. It's just let's let's be real. It's not like yeah. I got my values from this, but I think it was more of like I'm going to be strong and know who I am and I'm not going to worry about what other people think and I would sing this with my best friends and I think that's when I really started to like feel secure in this new place was when I had like best do you remember Nikki Robles Michelle uh-huh. Mavros uh-huh. like that was a time when I like we all became like really really tight I was gonna say it sounds like maybe this song was kind of the first genre of music that you discovered on your own like you didn't need your family to like yeah kind of introduce yeah. you to I can kind of sing Beyonce-ish from Destiny's Child, not like now Beyonce, but like, you know, I could kind of sound like her back then. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like interesting mm-hmm. because I would lay it down and, you know, do the roles. I do my R&B. Mm-hmm. And I think I felt most confident yeah. in that. I mean, I still had a ways to go before like how I am now. <laughs> now I just don't right. care. <laughs> I don't care about anything now. No, I care about a lot of things, but I care about a lot less things now than I did when this thing, song came out. But this is like a huge thing for me this whole album the whole um writings on the wall album what did you and nikki do what what were some things that you guys would get into um we went to the pool a lot in irvine in irvine like you go to the pool a lot did you go to the pool that was next door to the i went everywhere okay anywhere and everywhere i was actually really good at like sneaking into spots too so (laughs) (laughs) i would jump fences i would crawl through the like the little vent holes i was tiny i was Uh tiny up until like sophomore year i had no curves i was like a stick and i was tiny um and what else did we do Nikki and I used to write songs. Really? Yeah, like like Bills, Bills, Bills type of songs. That's like, great. Yeah, I still have them somewhere. Um, I don't really talk to Nikki anymore, but uh, yeah, we, oh, what did I do? I just did a lot of, I think I smoked a lot of weed. Did either of you have a car at any point in high no. school? Um, not until senior year. I didn't have a car until senior year, because I was young. I graduated when I was 17. Yeah, same here. Um, no, but she she stopped going, she, she graduated early. She went to, she moved to L.A., Mm-hmm. Started doing modeling and stuff. So I kind of just did. What did I do? I think I did a, I did a lot of partying, honestly. Yeah. I drank a lot. Really? Smoked a lot. Where would you Where would you Where would this parties happen? Oh my God. Well, I was a latchkey kid. Uh-huh. And I was I was the only one in the house after all my siblings left. So I I kind of have youngest child and only child syndrome. Oh, okay. So, you know, like I was terrible. I was really bad. I don't. They're going to. I hope my parents never hear this, but I used to go home. At, I used to get a ride home at lunch from my, from Irvine, mm-hmm. right down the street. I lived like in Harvard Square, and get dropped off, and then drive my my parents' Lexus, which was like their going out car, because they would take their whatever else to mm-hmm. to work. But I would take their Lexus and drive it to school and park it at school for the rest, and then and then take that joyriding later after oh school. God. So then I, then I knew I'd have a ride home. Oh, whenever wow. I wanted to go home. Um, I wish I would have known stuff like this in high school because oh, I yeah. was so insta- like my family was so poor and I would get so mad like all these kids are getting brand new cars <laughs> rolling around in Lexuses. Yeah, like, no. Oh, I hate Irvine so much. And we're so poor. Mom, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, I mean, ev- people in Irvine still are ve- they floss their stuff a lot. Uh-huh. I, I still see to this day because my nephews went, went to Irvine uh-huh. and they graduated recently. So I've been around um, and I see it. But I I was bad. I was I was pretty reckless but i was actually very responsible when it came to what i was doing like i would take go joyriding all the time i would take somebody's car from my house but all no the time one, everybody knew but no one ever knew yeah um you know like i used to deal with 
drugs all the time. Like, you know, I would know where to get them. I would know all, everything. But I what never. What kind of drugs? Like weed, ecstasy, mainly that stuff. Yeah, it's it just, but it's, it's amazing how many students are able to keep it together. You know, that's what makes it very difficult for the kid that gets caught up because yeah. he sees so many of his friends or she sees so many of her friends. Like, how do they get away with it? You yeah, know? I didn't do the ecstasy stuff, like dealing with that stuff for very long because I got really paranoid and I felt I had rules and I was just like, oh, I don't I don't want anything bad to happen. I just get, would get I, I've had too many feelings about it. So I stopped doing that. You stuff. see, and yeah. if, if young people would talk about that in real time, you know, that mm-hmm. would be so. And it's like when you have rules, you're almost like, you know, hey, wait a minute. These are my, and, you know, they don't really talk about that. It's yeah. like, did you get high last night? I got high. We partied. Right. No, but I, I stopped like, at this particular moment because I got a test tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It never oh, gets yeah. into the conversation. Well, because it rarely happens. I used to, I was the weird kid. Like I would make sure, I think when I was a junior, the guy that my high school sweetheart, who we didn't date till like over a year later, he would get drunk all the time. And Is that I, Joe West or something? Jeff. Yeah. Jeff West. Um, he, I remember he got so drunk one night and he said, oh, I'm taking the SATs tomorrow. And he was like wasted. And he had a, a drinking problem, like he, uh, clearly did. And so I actually, I think my ride home was my cousin mm-hmm. and I had her. I had my cousin and her friend, who I'm still friends with now, they still give me rides home now, um, (laughs) drive his car home Mm -hmm. so that he could get home in time or get home to rest before SATs. Because otherwise, either he would have driven home drunk or Mm. just not made the test, you know. So he remember. I remember like a year later we were dating and he's like, do you remember when you made sure I got home for the SATs? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that was so thoughtful. (laughs) I was like, you're wasted. But, uh, you know, like I felt like that's the, what what are you going to do? Not take the SATs? I'm like, that's fucked up. Like in my mind, I'm like, you could never do that. My parents would kill me if I missed the test. You know, like to drink before your test. Oh my God. But, you know, I was like, if you didn't take that test, I I would feel like I would feel responsible. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so I always drew a line. I think I always kind of had that because being the youngest, it's good. I kind of felt like the rest, I was always very responsible. Yeah, yeah. I had an old soul. They say mm-hmm. bills, 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 bills. <laughs> <laughs> All right, song number four. Already. <laughs> it's my jam. God, I haven't heard this in forever. So good. I listen to it all the time. Y'all know me, still the same OG, but I been low key, hated on by most these niggas with no cheese, no deals and no G's, no wheels and no keys, no boats, no snowmobiles and no skis, mad at me cause I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries, got a crib with a studio and a saw full of tracks, to add to the wall full of plaques, hanging up in the office, there's a picture of him on the wall, on the way here, Eminem, well this is Dr. Dre, oh it's Dr. Dre, who you think taught you to smoke trees, who you think smoke trees, I know that line, Ice cubes and DOCs, the Snoop Deal Double G's, and a group that said, Motherfuck the police. Gave you a tape full of dope beats, the bomb when you stroll through your hood. Maybe if you hear something, I got it, I got it, I got it. Y'all better listen up closely. All you niggas that said that I turn pop on a firm flop. Y'all are the reason that Dre ain't been getting no sleep. So fuck y'all, all y'all. If y'all don't like me, I know every single. I would love to go karaoke with you sometimes. I'm actually thinking about doing. David's jamming. David's getting his jam. <laughs> I remember MTV jamming. and rock yeah. and roll What's fused up? in '82. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So where did you yeah. Okay. So where does this bring you? High school. Yeah. I love this song so much. I love Eminem uh-huh. and Dr. Dre. Eminem, I have always believed, is my soulmate. 
Uh-huh. Um, you and every other woman. Uh, yeah. Yes. But when I was an, a teenager, I had an email at Eminem.com. <gasps> oh, soulmate. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the first time I ever did a ecstasy was when I was very young. And I was in a, <laughs> I was at a house party with some upperclassmen so you know the cool guys like mm-hmm. you know the jocks and cool guys at the party and i could not help but be a goober because i'm like on major drugs like ma- like back then too like it was harder than this molly crap they got out here now it was like you could you could barely <laughs> control yourself day. back in my day the drugs were <laughs> yeah, way harder that, that molly is just that, that, that math yeah, that it's just that math <laughs> molly ain't shit but yeah, so I remember I said a series of hilarious things to the guys that I've only like looked at from across the campus or from mm-hmm. like the football, like on the football field, and they asked me, "What do you what do you feel like doing?" And I said, "I feel like rapping." Oh they my said, God. "What do you want to rap?" And I rapped this entire song, <gasps> yes. acapella, acapella. Like there was no, it wasn't even on the speaker. You killed I just it. did. I killed you, it. You killed I did it. the yeah. entire like all the parts. I probably didn't That's say the n word. I didn't say the n words, but Good. you know, because I'm. Respectful, and there were <laughs> there were probably none there because it was Irvine. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah. So that was that to me was like, oh, I can be a total goober and nobody cares. So I think very soon after that, that was like sophomore year. I was probably mm-hmm. like fifteen years old. Soon after that, I kind of just started being like the normal me, like the big goober that I was. I, I was, feel like, I was yeah. dorky. Because so you came in the middle of, I came in in sophomore year and my memory of you in high school was that you were very cool and very popular and that you were on ASB and like Thanks. you did, you just knew everyone in every clique. Right. In high That's school. kind of, that, that, that was my thing. I think even in junior high, that was my thing. Like I, mm. my, my best friend in junior high, Vanessa, Vanessa Lara was up, was up. She and I would just go from clique to clique and just hang out a little bit with them. You were like everyone's permanent guest star. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love like, it. Yeah. I love it. I think I was popular in high yeah. school. I think it was because I would... Did you win a prom or a uh, homecoming thing? I was definitely on the court, court yeah. for, I think, prom and maybe homecoming. I was never You would queen. know if you would win. No, I was never queen. Yeah. But I think I was like nominated yeah. or on some list or something like that. I was too much of like a druggie and a class ditcher to really care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, that's cool. You guys put me on a list. That's cool. Thanks, guys. Yay. Like, when do we vote? Oh, I'm going to be at the beach. Sorry. Bye. Like, you know, like I would, I ditched a lot of class. Alexis. Right? <laughs> I know. Anybody want to ride in the stolen car? Oh, <laughs> you kids. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was, so I was pretty bad. But yeah, I think that's why I was able to be in drama and choir mm-hmm. and then also on the weekends hang out with the jocks and yeah, the druggies and like because yeah. I threw a party every week like if there wasn't a party I would throw one oh wow if there wasn't a party I would get like an older friend and to get a hotel room or something at like Key Inn remember Key Inn in Tustin mm-hmm. it was like like off of sounds Newport. like a great place <laughs> Key Inn so like that Noel Woods place no it was the other way like a mo- oh. motel motel type place kind of like mo- uh, motel or what, motel 8, 8 motel 6 motel 6 yeah, yeah yeah motel 6 we'd have parties there the one on Dyer I don't remember these um, <laughs> in Tustin because that's where they didn't care. They, they didn't have motels in Irvine, no. but like next door in Tustin, they would have motels, and I would yeah. If there wasn't a house party going on, or sometimes people would have house parties, it would be my, they'd be like Cassie's party at this house. Yeah. So like a lot of people would use my. It was weird. It was like club promoting. They would use my that's name, right. and I'd have to tell them, to remind people not to go to my house. I'm like it's it's my like oh you're having a party so I'm like yeah, but it's not at my house. They're like what? Like don't show up at my house. Like and yeah. some people would they would show up because I live in this cul-de-sac in Harvard Square in that Harvard was like Square, yeah. you could tell when there's no cars there and people would say oh we went to your house I'm like yeah don't go to my house it's almost never going to be at my house because my parents were super strict I yeah. had a curfew I had a curfew of midnight and Same. I was late 
every time. That's so funny. I was like an hour or two hours late every time. And my mom would be outside waiting for me every time. It would be a huge dramatic thing, but I was just like a party girl. Uh-huh. It wasn't that bad. I never, I never, I was never gone all night. Yeah. I never knowing like, that your mom would be awake. Did that help you make decisions when you're out there? Yeah. I tried to get everyone to just t- like leave her and like, you know, like drop, drop me off and then bounce because yeah. the, my mom is going to try to talk to you, but nobody ever listened to me. They would have to stop because I guess it's kind of rude to just drive away. if My mom's trying to talk to them. But every time I'd be like, just, just drive, just drive away. She's going to want to talk to you, but just drive away. But nobody ever did that. Cause they, <laughs> they say parents who are awake when their kids get home, their kids make better decisions. I guess so. I, I, but I mean, ter- she wouldn't have been awake if, if it hadn't been past my bed by my time. Still, but I was out every every weekend. There was a party. According to what I know, you had a you had a good mom. Oh, she was yeah. yeah. She's a worry wart. She still to this day is like super. Worried. Oh my god, my mom's like seventy something, and I'm fifty something, and she's it's it never ends. Yeah, never ends. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Actually, but now that I'm older and I've outgrown all that partying. Because in high school, I partied a lot. But after, I went to a Christian school. Yeah, why'd you go to the seven-day advance? Um, I got in. Also, my sister went there 10, 16 years before me. Oh, okay. And it's also the sister school to the medical school that my dad got his American license from, Loma Linda. So La Sierra is like got it. It, yeah. the, the sister school. So I, we already had history there. My your mom, family wasn't Christian and like no, that? We're, oh, okay. we're Buddhist. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> right. But my mom, my mom, I call her a closet Christian mm-hmm. because she says God instead of Buddha when she speak when she's translating to English. When she says things in English, she'll say, "Oh, I pray to God." And she's a pray, but it's like I guess mm-hmm. you, you pray, but it's and then she says like you know she talks about karma, but she'll talk about you know she'll talk about it as though it's the Christian thing because I think that's 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 when she learned English. I think that's what she equated religion mm-hmm. to was God. I don't think she understands that there's a difference mm-hmm. between yeah. the different higher bodies, you know? And you're like, it's not worth explaining. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And she's terrible at explaining things anyway. So it's like, if yeah. she's already, she's already got that one down, let's just yeah. roll with that. Yeah. But you know, we were, op- they had nothing against Christianity. My sister who went to that school after me, I mean, before me is now Catholic. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. She and her whole family, she, her husband, her. In Texas? No. Well, they, they live here now. Oh. They, when, they lived in Texas because my brother-in-law was um, stationed out there. Oh, okay. So he he was in the army. Yeah, but they live here now. Okay. You're awesome. in the army. I was in the army. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you. Thank you oh, for yeah. your service. You're Happy welcome. Veterans Day. Thank you. Thank you very much. The, we're at the last song, right? So let's. That actually goes perfectly into the last song. How um, about that? All right. How song number that? five. So my brother-in-law was the first optometrist ever killed in action. Very emotional. Yeah.
so good. So, so good. this this song. Um, let's see. How, how do I want to start? Anyone this? else need a tissue? <laughs> <laughs> Choked up. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I've cried so many times singing this song mm-hmm. on the road. Like just. Pretty much every time I hear it, I just have a good cry. Um, there are a lot of songs where I will go to to have a good cry. I have a mm-hmm. breakup list. Mm-hmm. Like a, it's it's pretty on point. I'm pretty proud of my breakup list. <laughs> it's a really good one. Uh. I've had enough times where I could add and edit this breakup playlist that I go to. But a lot of them um, just hit me for different reasons. This song, I think I picked this song because um, I'll start from where this actual song why this actual song so when i was in at uc riverside my senior year um i was I actually had took a i have t- i had taken a semester off in my undergrad because my brother-in-law passed away mm-hmm. so sally married rob um after optometry school and so i met rob when they were i think when they had just started optometry school so i was like seven years old wow so i had known him most of my life mm-hmm. and um he was basically another parent to me because my sister Sally is like the mother hen. He was in the army. So he went to Norwich. So he's already in the army. And then he went to optometry school. And then when he was stationed, you know, he was stationed. He, I was always very close with the kids. And when he was stationed in Korea for a year, the kids and Sally moved in with me and my mom and dad when I was in junior high. So I was, I, the kids had lived with me since until I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very, very, very close. These with are technically them. your nieces. My nephews. My nephews. Mm-hmm. So the old, so the, the, they had, two sons mm-hmm. um when i lived with them and then when i was in college uh rob rob is the best person i've ever known everything i whenever i think of goodness i try to i think of him and it's like anybody who has met him could tell you the same and he told me that he he was in the reserves by now he had he was done with the army and but he was in the reserves and he loved our country and he's a, a perfect patriot soldier dad brother and he sat me down in our usual talking spot because i had a lot of issues with my family like my growing up as being the only real american kid mm-hmm. um and my parents not knowing how to deal with that and like not having siblings or being feeling like out you know left out a lot but at the same time had a lot of attention just brought on me and i was i had like total personality issues like even now i i try to encourage mental health and stuff because i totally have borderline personality disorder because of like I, a lot of reasons but There's a lot, a lot of, of it, identity right that you had I, there are a lot of things that i had foregone for myself mm-hmm. in the interest of the family yeah and i didn't actually learn a lot that shaped my own identity until much later on so he was kind of like the midway person between me and my family so mm-hmm. whenever like you know i would have a fit because um you know, my sisters all were all ganging up on me or treating me like I was stupid or something like that. I would go, you know, and hide in the closet and he would come over and he'd be like, look, this is what they're going through. That's not about you. You know, and he would be that, that voice, that that person to remind me that it wasn't my fault because mm-hmm. I always felt like it was my fault. I always and there was a lot of guilt in my family. I think that's I mean, that's just normal. I mean, I, my family is great. You know, like mm-hmm. these are just the things that happened. Yeah, because of my situation, the time I was born, you know, like my and my family are all go-getters. They're all like total um above average in terms of like yeah. how much they've done in their lives. So it's a lot to live up to. So he he was kind of that person that reminded me that I was it wasn't my fault or that I was I wasn't alone mm-hmm. even because I would feel alone all the time. So I was very very close with him, but nobody really knew about our relationship. So he sat me down in this room where he we always had our talks and there were some very awkward talks in high school. I'm sure. 
let me tell you. But uh, <laughs> but this one was him telling me that he would decided to go help in the Middle East and that he was, although he was in the Army Reserves and not uh, required to go or, you know, um, he was volunteering because he felt like it was his duty to go and help the people who needed our help. And um, I was fortunate because I was home from college at that time, I think, and he was able to sit me down and tell me why this is why. This is how I feel. This is how much the country means to me. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the things I'll be doing. You know, this is how long I'll be gone. These are the risks that I'm taking. And I would ask all the questions. I said, what are you going to be doing? What's the, you know, like how, how dangerous will it be? You know, I, I got to ask him all these questions. So I was lucky because, well, he passed like mm, less than a year later mm-hmm. in Mosul. He was actually hit by, uh, he was hit by a suicide bomber. His convoy was hit. He was actually not supposed to be out in the fields, but he was the second in charge of building a hospital out in Mosul for the you know yeah. the people out there. And he was one of those guys who's not going to let his men go out without him. So he actually had a desk job, and he didn't have to leave, but he went with them to the site, and that's when he got hit. And so <laughs> that's so him. But I was lucky enough to have this relationship where he, I was able to have closure, and I, I was at peace with the decision that he made. Yeah. If I, I don't know how my, my sister did it. She was, she was pregnant with his third son oh. when it happened. And I didn't know what she was going through. Obviously, it took some time for me to get through this. But, you know, even my siblings, my sister now, or one, one, one of my sisters from Hawaii flew out and she was, you know, really, really, really distraught. I was trying to comfort her saying, you know, the boys will be fine. You know, this is why Rob did this and trying to, trying to like give her some information to help her feel some ease and he's she's like when did you become so wise <laughs> and I was like I, I don't know I think it's just my relationship with Rob kind of led me to this and so when I was in college or soon after so I was in my last semester at college I only needed to act to really finish one class but it's because I took that time off my, when he died I took a playwriting class and I don't think I finished it because I think I was commuting from Irvine, but I remember I did start writing a play and it normally I would go comedy. I don't know why I'm, I'm a very comedic musical performance, but I went drama. Like I went super drama with this play and I wrote it about a family of boys and their father being lost Mm -hmm. in the war. And so I kind of wrote it from my nephew's perspective. And so when I wrote it, this song is the opening song for that play that I was writing so wow. there What's are a the lot of called? i don't know i didn't actually finish it. oh <laughs> <laughs> i guess it could be yeah. a call to hurt i mean i guess i could always there are lots of things that i've you know creatively it's done that done. i could yeah, yeah it's not over could, it's not over but yeah so my brother-in-law rob who is basically my brother he's mm-hmm. he's had more of an influence on me than some of my actual family members mm-hmm. but i think it's he made that effort and i think because a, he didn't have to because he's not related to you right yeah and he was really just by far the easiest demonstration that I'd ever seen of a good person mm-hmm. of a, always there to help always being considerate of others feelings beforehand like he really taught me how to take things out of my own perspective and to try to learn from other people's perspectives and I think that's actually one of my strengths is because I have to do that all the time and I work with narcissists all the time <laughs> I work with people who don't can't possibly don't have the ability to see things from other people's perspective and that's kind of just the creative mm-hmm. types that I you know I'm used to working with but I, the fact that I can I think it makes my life a little bit easier it's a powerful and, social skill right what a cool fave five thanks yeah thank, thank you so for sharing much. all that it was really and cheers to Rob and yes, thank you for sharing thank you your memory of him 
We mm-hmm. like to play a little game at this point called Band Name or Bar Name, where last week's guest sent us to a very specific location in the world, and David has spent all week researching <laughs> names of bands and bars That's so right. that we can guess which one is which. Which one is which? Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, our, our world-famous Y-Tune Shuffle exclusive game show called... <laughs> Band name or bar name? Okay. <laughs> and uh, if the title hasn't given it away, uh, <laughs> essentially what your job is going to do is to work with Maggie and decide which I'm telling you about. Oh, okay. Um, we get to work and together. we travel all over the world. Okay. Um, and I research, you know, all week this morning uh, to, uh, <laughs> to find out um, about a place called KOS Kaz Island, Greece. Okay. Okay. So we're in we're in the Greek Isles. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, there are not many bars or bands to choose in the immediate area. So the bands are, are from some, there too. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is oh, all local. Yeah. So we have to figure out which is which. <laughs> hint, hint. We would like sponsors and global connections, <laughs> and so this is our. This way game of, is brought to yeah. you by your name here. Yes. <laughs> when we take the show on the road, we want to take the show on the road. So uh, we're in the Greek Isles, okay. and I suggest to Maggie and yourself, Cassie, Maggie. You want to go to Vangelis, mm, get some good dinner, and check out Sitar? <laughs> They're playing tonight at Vangelis. Or I could say, you guys hungry? You want to go to Sitar? Guess who's going to be there? Vangelis, man. It's going to be rocking. So which is the band name and which is the bar name? Okay, listen. Moulin <laughs> yeah. okay. Rouge came out in 2001, sitar. and yes. they played the magical sitar. Sitar. But that's just, yeah. That's so, oh. But who's going to name their band sitar? Right, because it's an instrument. Right. That's like naming your band guitar. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Whoa, you ladies. So I'm going to go with... Wait, what's the, what's the other one again? Van- Vangelis. So that's, that's, Van- that's the band name. I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. And sitar is just a music-themed... Maybe. Right. Or maybe shape. To, you no. know, whatever they want. Yeah. Whatever they want to be themed as. <laughs> so you're, you're saying sitar is the, is the uh, bar. Oh, no. Look at his face. No. Did we guess it wrong? Well, oh, no. um, meet me at Riga Thero Cause 853 for cozy cocktails on the beach at sitar. Oh, because yay! you're absolutely right. Well nice. done and well played. <laughs> Vangelis happens to be Evangeliso Odysseus Papathanausius who was the composer of great film, what's those musical things at the film, the, the theme of a film or whatever? Genre? Whatever it is, you know, like the music for <laughs> oh, Star oh, Wars. Oh, yes, oh, he did Chariots of Fire, oh. Blade Runner, and the PBS documentary Cosmos, which is close Ooh, to my heart because Carl Cosmos. Sagan, yeah, Carl Sagan was a neighbor of ours in Ithaca nice. at Cornell University. Nice. Wonderful thing. So, so Vangelis is definitely the the musical. He's actually a person, but uh, he plays out all the time still, and has a great repertoire. Well played, Cassie. Your job is to take us somewhere for next week, anywhere in the world, in the Ooh. continental United States, Canada, wherever. And uh, I will research bars and bands for our guest next week. Mm. I Byron Bay. <gasps> what? Wait, wait. B y b y r o n. B Y R O. You have Australia. Uh huh. Holy Beautiful. Moses! Is that in New Queensland? Is that in? Uh huh. It's not. Yeah, New... it's north on the east coast. It's on the east coast for sure. Byron Bay. I went. That, I had like my best day ever there. F yeah, me too. Right? Yeah, I went skydiving. Hands down, one of my favorite places. On me the too. Yeah. Nice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna be good for your next guest because you've already been there. I, I didn't go to Byron any, Bay, any bars. Australia. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did an endangered species project in undergrad. Oh, very well. Yeah. Wow. I traveled wow. over there for a month. Well done. Yeah. Accomplished. My <laughs> God. I've just done a lot of shit. I feel shit. like we've only scratched the surface yeah, with you, Kathy. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, cool. You got all day? All right. We'll come back. I'll come okay, back. Okay, good. Uh, let's talk about your guilty pleasure. What are you enjoying okay. right now that if your friends found out about you, they'd be like, really? <laughs> I don't have shame, so that's All right, tough. well, what are you enjoying okay, right so now? Okay, so right now I'm enjoying... I'm t- I've actually been watching a lot of Ripper Street. What's that? On BBC. Is that about Jack the Ripper? It's Well, it's premised on where Jack the Ripper was, but it's more of like a BBC. It's like a Sherlock Holmes kind of thing where it's like a mm. BBC. It's kind of like a Law and Order BBC. But it, oh, great. But it's like for the British. For the British. I love BBC stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you very hard. We'd love to hear the story of your very first concert. Ever. Yes. Ever. Okay. I was in high school. Ever? Hmm. Very first concert. Okay, so this doesn't, I I can't remember my first ska show, because you know those ska shows were pretty crazy. Those were technically concerts, but it was more of like mosh pits with like people on stage. My first concert, my Jeff West, he took me to. He's a cool guy. Yeah, Yeah. Jeff is cool. Luther Vandross. Oh, man. And Boys to Men opened for him. Whoa, wow, Luther. Yeah, Luther. And it um, it was at the Irvine Meadows? Meadows, yeah. Oh, wow. Before it was Verizon Amphitheater, I yeah. think. Yeah, Irvine Meadows. I remember like, and I remember thinking, oh my God, am I a fan enough to go to this concert? And I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's just, because I wasn't used to going to concerts. My family never went to concerts. You know, yeah. we, we would maybe see like Cirque du Soleil or something. But um, <laughs> I was like, oh, and I remember being there and just thinking, he, this is so cool. I'm going to go to these so much more now. So yeah. now I go, I go to festivals all the time now. Heck yeah. And like concerts and stuff. And it's yeah, just. Right. What was your last concert? Um, I went to. Camp Flogna last weekend. Um, you know Tyler the Creator, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, so it's his his festival, and I think the last uh, Lana Del Rey was a, the oh, headliner wow. for Saturday night. That's great. And she was awesome. Cool. She's great. Yeah. Good. But um, yeah, Camp Flogna was super fun. Camp Flogna. This has been incredible. It's actually really fun to Thank catch you. up and just hear yeah, what you've been up to. So same. But if someone that has heard this is just so entranced by your work and all the things that you do and they want to continue to follow you what's your corner of the internet how do we how do we find you i think facebook is probably the easiest way to find me it's a dang entertainment fan page i also have a comedy show in huntington beach um that you've been on thank you for being no thank you You great and that's at the rec room and that is a series called dang comedy live i'm also on twitter and instagram but i think most actively on facebook and yeah cassie dang cassandra dang Thank you, Cassie. LinkedIn, I'm everywhere. Ah, so good. Thank you. You guys are awesome. You were great. Thank you so much.